Here's a good one from our boy Big Blue VCR. Assuming the Giants win on Sunday to clinch the playoffs, who, or perhaps a couple of guys, will be the ones to dump the Gatorade bucket on Dable? What about your boy Ward? Uh, oh, oh, I can see Hattie. Yep, I can see Jahat. Yeah. I can definitely, you see, now I'm thinking about the roster. Yeah, because someone chimed in with that. Some guy, Tev, said, what about the Jihad yep. Ward for sure? So I give yep. credit for saying that. Yep, yep. Um, I can see Jahad Ward. Definitely. That's a good one, Jerry. Hey, Giant fans, welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I'm the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, is the beat writer, the heart of Giants Nation. Nobody beats the biz. Chris Bizignano. Dude, all I could think about was where we were a year ago, where this franchise was. And after yesterday's victory, how fast it's, you know, where this franchise is now and how far ahead they are. We've talked about it for the last, you know, however many podcasts, however many weeks. The Giants are at least a year ahead of schedule. You can make the argument they're two years ahead of schedule because it looks like they have their quarterback. Um, but, Chris, the job that Dable, Shane, Jones, the players, the entire organization has done has been incredible. This has been such a fun year. I can't imagine what it was like for you yesterday um, in the locker room. I know you you... you <laughs> You tweeted that Jihad's going crazy. Um, <laughs> dude, uh, first off, congratulations that you were able to cover that. Finally, like a, a victory like that, right? Um, like we said, we've been doing this podcast for a while, and, and it's been rough. It's been some lean years. But, you know, I, I'm going to leave it to you, dude. What was the atmosphere like, man? I, I just, I, it's unbelievable. Yeah. You know, before we get into the atmosphere and the elect- electricity and... yeah. I hope people got a little feel of it too. The one at the game, I put I put a video out. I was down at the field, you know, when the game was wrapping up, and I think you kind of got a little feel of the excitement too, right? I mean, but I'm gonna ask you this question before we kick up about the atmosphere of the game. Yeah. Do you give a flying f right now that Giants went through three head coaches in the last six years? No, and someone, I don't know if did you put it out there? Someone put your tweet no. out there. Someone put your tweet out there last night, and I saw that, or this morning. And I laughed because your response was, no one cares how many coaches they go through. It was your response to Francesa. Nobody cares how, how many coaches they go through as long as they get the right one. So no, Chris, no one, can, no one should care. I didn't see that tweet. Yes. Um, they, they repo- someone reposted it. Okay. Um, but here's my question. And I said this, right? And people were like, oh, you're going through coaches every two years. And remember, remember on the podcast like a year ago, whatever it was, Jerry, if they get it right. Who cares? Nobody's going to care. No Giants fans are going to care. You know, it's going to be like, all right, who gives a shit? We got it right. And let's move on. You know? Well, here we are. You know, and, you know. And let's not compare Judge's first year a couple years ago. So when Judge almost made the playoffs, it was 6-10. and 10. Mm-hmm. The Eagles, you know, we all know what happened. You know, this is legit. Like, this is 9-6-1. and one. Mm-hmm. They destroyed a team yesterday to get into the playoffs, which it had like a Green Bay Packer type feel back in 86. Not that I'm comparing the teams. The Giants 86 teams way better but I'm just saying had that feel I'm, I remember when the Packers came into Meadowlands in 86 and the Giants the wrap up the number one seed whatever it was mm-hmm. they des- they destroyed them 55-24 it had type I had that feel you know mm-hmm. um, as far as getting into the playoffs and whipping up on your team fans going crazy the whole deal yeah Um. so I don't think any Giants fans right now are sitting here saying yeah man I can't believe we went through three co- head coaches that's bullshit and all you know, because right now everybody's sitting there saying, who cares? <laughs> it's 2022. Yeah. And remarkably enough, and you saw it again yesterday with the schemes. 
Wink. Red zone offense. Kafka. Oh. Kafka. Oh my God. Dexter Lawrence doing little things to push a, probably a future Hall of Famer back in the pocket. Little adjustments coaching staffs made. And I hinted that already. I, Andre Peters, uh, defensive list, Andre Patterson is going to be in the next issue or down the road in yeah. an issue in a giant insider. Yeah. Um, little tweaks he did. First thing he did with Dexter Lawrence is, dude, you're not extending your arms. You got to extend your Well, that was perfect yesterday. I think people put it on Twitter left and right. Of him exploding, getting those big arms extended, and pushing Quentin Nelson back. First time I ever, but by, by the way, the first time I ever was happy that Quentin Nelson got pushed back. Okay. First time, Chris. First time I ever saw that too. I've never <laughs> seen that before. So, it, it, Jerry, you know, little thing. The coaching staff. The point being is that nobody cares that Mara got it wrong, and Mara has admitted himself he's made mistakes. Okay, but I think everybody feels right now that John Mara got it right. And it's a credit to him, okay, with Joe Shane and Brian Dable. And now we're moving forward in the playoffs. And, I'm, dude, I'm telling you, bro, <clears throat> no matter who they play that first game, first off, if they play the Vikings, I, I expect them to win. If they play the 49ers, I expect them to lose, but in a tough fashion. I was talking with a couple of guys yesterday in the middle of, uh, in MetLife. Um, Carl Banks being one of them. And we were talking about, like, yo, they, you know, these guys are going to, they're not going to be an easy out. Especially now X is back, Zay's back, McKinney. Um, and you're going to get a Dory back. They're not going to be an easy out. Yeah, they might get whipped up by the Niners. I, I shouldn't say whipped up. Yeah, they might get, look, they might lose a 10-point game. For, oh, okay, I get it. Against the Niners. It's possible. Possible. Although I didn't like the way they looked against the Raiders yesterday. This is why it's, a, you know. But they're not going to be an easy out, bro. Not with these guys. And Jerry, I said something on the last podcast I was telling you about. <clears throat> Brian Dable, he isn't just satisfied. Oh, we made the playoffs. Oh, we have no chance now, guys. Hey, guys, this is great. Hey, we're in the playoffs. Dude, he believes he can win every... I told you this, right? Yes. So what did he say in the presser yesterday? Yeah, we're not just happy to be in the playoffs. You know? Yeah, he doesn't feel like he's playing with house money, Chris. Right, no. he, right. right. We expect to go out there and win every game. Right. Now, you could... You know, you could say, oh, all right, stop dreaming. I, I get it. Mm-hmm. But I'm just telling you the mentality he gives these guys in the locker room. Yeah. And I told you this, dude, when I was interviewing Jihad Wood. Mm-hmm. That's the mentality of these guys. Like, they feel they could beat anybody. Yes. I think Saquon got a little t- gave you a little taste of that yesterday in his presser. You know? Yeah. I asked Saquon about Dable, what he's done for this team. And you could just see Saquon's eyes light up. He's like, this guy here. Yeah, I mean, everybody, you know? Yeah. You got Nick Gates saying he'll take a bullet for Daniel Jones <laughs> with his devil jersey on because Nick I Gates saw is that. one smart. Can't, can't because, account for taste. <laughs> because Nick Gates is one smart guy, as we all know. Right. All right? I mean, these guys, dude, they believe. They, they just don't think they're going to go into the playoffs and, okay, you know, here we are. We're playing in the Bay Area, uh, San Francisco, wherever the hell they play now. We're playing in San Francisco. We're playing in Minnesota. Hey, this is great. You know, we're playing with house money. We exceeded expectations. We'll go home after this, and we'll look forward to it. These guys think they could go, bro. I'm telling you. They think they could go far in these playoffs. Whether or not that happens, we'll see. But I'm just telling you, they're going to be a pretty – I expect them to be a pretty tough out. The two things I couldn't get over yesterday was 
All week long, he didn't talk about it, but all week long, I never felt like we were going to lose that game. And when the game started, even after Foles got his lucky bomb, it was like, this just seems like an anomaly. And it was. Right. He did nothing. Right. I mean, McKinney misplayed it. That's, that's a result of having not played in a while. Right. Um, and never felt like that game was going to get at, you know, was going to go towards the Colts at all. So that's one thing, right? We, 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 the Giants accomplished something that um, they haven't done in a while where they just pounded a team that they were expected to pound. And the other thing, Chris, I could not get over, and correct, correct me if you think I'm wrong, Joe Shane not, tra- not making a trade at the trade deadline. Admittedly, I was disappointed because I thought, you're really not giving Daniel Jones a chance here. But the way Hodgins has worked out, you know, and, and look, it's, a, it's still, they're going to improve that, that piece of the roster, the wide receivers. Yeah, but we Richard should James, get DeAndre Hopkins in here. Yeah. Right. That'd be <laughs> wonderful. But, you know, even the game Richie James had, right? Yeah, uh, you know, Slayton had the bad play, but he's been okay, right? He's been pretty good. Not making the trade. Chris, no matter what happens in these playoffs, whether they lose in the first round or win the Super Bowl, they're going to be a better team next year on paper. With, th- with those draft picks and all that cap space, it doesn't – it's like even no matter what they do in the playoffs, from a, talent, a strict talent perspective, because of the resources they have in the draft and the cap space they're going to have, on paper, this team will be improved. I couldn't get over that yesterday. You can't always say that, dude. Like, you know, a lot of times when teams make the playoffs, it's because, well, they, they sacrificed this or they did that. I mean, mm-hmm. look at the Dolphins, dude. They, they, I think mm-hmm. they have a first-round pick next year. Look at the Rams, right? They, they made their run. There's teams that aren't necessarily going to be better. The Giants should be a better team than what they are now. And I love this team. This team is so easy to root for. Like, mm. we always love the Giants, but there's been teams that we've had over the years where you're like, oh, my God, like, there's certain aspects you just don't like, and you, they got to change this, change that. And, mm-hmm. But how could you – I mean, how could you not fall in love with what they're doing with the coach, the GM, the players – Oh my God, dude! It's such a pleasure to watch this team, and those were my thoughts yesterday, man. I, I just sat there and enjoyed it for three and a half hours, dude. And dude, that is all true what you said. And the question mark would have been, would have been, okay, that's great, Jerry Foley, but who's your quarterback? Right. Well, guess what? Yeah. That you know all that talent, and you're right, dude. You expect them to have an upgrade in talent next year, a better team than the one to go into the playoffs now. But if they didn't have a quarterback, you would say, well, that's nice, Jerry, but who's that quarterback? Because it ain't going to mean crap, right? Yeah, but Jerry- and that's why, that's why I said I almost think they're two years ahead of schedule. Because if they were – look, they're a year ahead of schedule easily. But if you get a rookie quarterback next year, it's, well, what do you expect of a rookie quarterback? Struggling, maybe some, some good things, but at the end of the day, you're not expecting a playoff run. I would argue the Giants are two years ahead because of that. Go ahead, Chris. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and Jerry, even if you brought some – veteran in you don't know how that's going to work out either because the jets are going to go that path now and you're going to see disaster in that next year because it's the jets okay Uh, now who are now realizing that oh wow we don't have tom brady and mike white you know so but i think yesterday jerry showed everybody i think it was the final nail in the coffin dude that daniel jones i couldn't believe what he was doing yesterday I mean, you want to talk about a kid with balls, bro. Toughness. Making throws to Isaiah Hodgins. Richie James, they exploited the slot yesterday. Great. Mike Kafka saw. Look, Kenny Moore didn't play. He's been out. He's their best slot corner. 
And Mike Kafka goes, well, we're going to attack that all day, okay? This is what I mean by coaching, bro. And if you don't believe me, folks, just check out Brian Balding's Twitter account. Every week he's putting something up with the Giants saying coaching matters. Okay? So I was just looking. I was marveling. And then Mike Kafka sees, wow. You know, this zone read is there all day with Daniel. It's there all day. They are not setting the edge there. And Daniel just kept running the zone read. And, I, and dude, you know, I've talked about this a million times. And people who, like, maybe didn't realize it, Jerry, or maybe like, ah, Chris, I don't think, I don't think Chris, you know, I don't think he's really 100% in it. You saw how fast Daniel Jones is, bro. Yep. I've been saying this for four years. That dude is fast, okay? Yep. yep. Jerry, there was those two outside zone runs yesterday. The one for the touchdown. Actually, both for the touchdown. Well, the other one, too. The one on the other side of the field where he fooled, you know, we're there. He right. fooled the cameraman. And it's not that he's just running it. He's playing oh, did it he? so well. Okay. Oh, God, dude. It was like Barkley. Oh, my God, Jones has it. And he just ran up the sidelines. You're like, this is – he's he's not only – it's not only that they're calling it. He's he's doing it so well. He's hiding it so well, Chris. Go ahead. Right. And when he gets outside, you see how fast he is, man. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I wish it was a few times Daniel would just get the hell down. He, he did slid. once. He slid on the 30 yard line. I was like, oh, thank you, Daniel. And then after that, just to show you the competitive fire of this kid. Yeah. And Daniel's always, in, you know, you always talk to Daniel in the locker room and his presses. It's the same act. You know, mm-hmm. well, yeah, I, I know. We just want to get better. You know, it's the same act, right? But just to show you how competitive he is. So he takes that hit from Bobby O'Curry. Yeah. Okay. Daniel got up. He didn't like that. You could tell. I mean, you know, and then right away, Feliciano jumps in. You know, guys, you know, guys jump in the whole deal for Daniel. So, well, Daniel, when Daniel had that zone read later on for the touchdown, who was coming at him on the yep. side was Bobby O'Curricay. Yep. And trust me, folks, on this. Daniel knew who was coming at him. And O'Curricay was pissed off. He even got a flag. Okay, I don't know why, but he was pissed off. He was pissed off his team was getting his crack kicked out of him. He was pissed off at everything O'Curricay. I was watching him on the sidelines. He had like 100 tackles yesterday. So here he is. This was his shot now. Okay, watch this. I'm going to get this guy. You know, Daniel didn't step out of bounds. He didn't slide. And like he said in his postgame presser, when I see a touchdown, I'm going to go for it. If I see the goal line, I'm going for it. I'm not yeah. going to slide. And he just went for it, and Currican came over and blasted him after Daniel scored, and Daniel just got up. No mouthing, no look, no staring at a Currican like, I gotcha. Just flips the ball, touchdown Giants. Dude, what can you say more about Daniel Jones? The way he, I asked uh, Dable this in the press, I said, yo, I said, Daniel put this team on his shoulders, man. This was a big moment, Jerry. This was a moment to get in the playoffs. Yeah. He seized the moment, put his team on his shoulders, and came up big. Big difference, bro. I've seen a lot of quarterbacks play really well, and in a big moment, come up small. Jets quarterback yesterday is a prime example. You're not playing the Bears in, in October. You need you needed to, you needed to take your team and... Win a game for them against Seattle and Seattle. What did he do? He came out look like a tomato from day one, from play one. Well, Daniel Jones seized the moment, took the game over with his legs, with his arm. They went down 3 nothing. Daniel marches them down the field. 7-3, Daniel marches them down the field. 
The first touchdown, Daniel steps up in the pocket, gets a little time. Richie sees him. Richie, Richie improvs with him a little bit, improvs with him a little bit, gets a little space. Boom, Daniel hits him. Hodgins, boom, Daniel hits him. Choice routes, boom, Daniel's hitting him. And I saw a few choice routes yesterday. You have to be on the same page with your receiver or you're going to throw a pick or incomplete. The, the the accuracy with with some of those Chris is what astounds me. I mean, there's there's a receiver, there's a corner draped over all over yeah. him, and now he, he's, he's hitting him. Right. So now he starts off the game. He almost throws a pick to Zahir Franklin, and I said, "Oh, whoa, is, Dan- is Daniel up? Is Daniel tight? You know, is, yeah. you know, he didn't see Franklin. I'm like, yeah. oh, but it happened. But if he was a little tight, he didn't admit to it. He just was just a bad read. Daniel said Daniel told me in the locker it was just a bad read because I, I didn't see him till last second. Okay, so he got away with one, right? Mm-hmm. So if he was uptight, he was probably wasn't going to admit it. But if he was, he settled down quickly if he was. Mm. Which I'm not even sure he was. He might have just been a bad read. You know, he almost got picked a few times early on. Okay? Yeah. He settled down, Jerry. I saw him come off the sideline after the first series. Dable grabbed him. Dable's going like this to him. He's animated. He's animated, but talking to him. Probably settling him down. Like, relax, Dan. Relax. Relax. We got, we got this, you know? Yeah. And after that first series, when he marched him down the field, and he took over, you know, Daniel took over the game on the offense with his legs and his arm. Yeah, and the one he almost threw uh, that was intended for Hodgins, Hodgins got, uh, got, got hooked on that play. So he, he was expecting traffic. Yeah, yeah. So that was, it was, I was more concerned with that first one than the second one. The, the first one, one was like, alarming. Yeah. Right, the little yeah. bit. But Chris, you said it, right? He came up big when they needed him. It's three weeks in a row, dude. Each game's been bigger than the last, right? Washington. Then you go into Minnesota, it's like, well, they can't win that game, but we'll see what happens statistically had his best game of the season from a passing perspective. It made right. one mistake in three weeks, really. And then yesterday, you know, win and get in. Don't let don't don't scoreboard watch. Just win and get in. He puts right. up four touchdowns. You know, he puts up what, 170 something passing, 91 rushing. Yep. Uh, you know, no interceptions, no no turnovers. Like, come on. I, I, we have our guy and, and we have a coach that has really brought out the best in him. And laugh if you want, guys. But people are saying, like, when you look at the, the term most valuable player, there have been people around the country now that are saying Daniel Jones should get a vote or two because <laughs> the, the strict definition of most valuable is if you take that person off your team, what do they become? It's different than player of the year, which is why I've told you, Chris, you're the baseball guy, but I've always made the argument that a pitcher can be an MVP. It's, I, it's, I agree with it's you. a fact. I agree Right. Yeah, I agree with you. But yeah. people say, no, you only play every five days. Well, okay, but if you take that player off the team, what are they? Mm-hmm. I mean, you take Daniel Jones off the Giants, what do you got? I mean, look, again, it's a little far-fetched, but I've heard people say that. Dude, we got our guy. And you know what? We had that guy Fisk Vegas on <laughs> earlier in the year. You know, he, I think he, he, he messaged us saying, oh, you know, everybody laughed at me. Yeah, look, he's not Patrick Mahomes. This isn't a Patrick Mahomes season. But look, Daniel Jones ha- is having a great year, and Dable has brought out the most in him, dude. I, I couldn't be happier with his progress. Yeah, dude. what Dable, what Dable has done with him, dude, is is remarkable. Yeah, is remarkable. Look, Dable did it with Josh Allen up in Buffalo, yeah. and then they went out and got Josh Stephan Diggs. And if you don't think Joe Shane is going to do something this year, I'm telling you right now. Names like DeAndre Hopkins is being thrown around. Mm. I'm just, I'm just telling you, bro. He, Joe Shane sat next to Brandon Bean when they made that big trade for Stephan Diggs. And that was a world of difference for Josh Allen. Joe Shane is going to explore the trade. He's going to explore the trade market to get Daniel a big-time receiver. And there's a couple out there. There's going to be a couple out there. Now, financial, 
yeah. cap, all that stuff, that work it out. But there's going to be two guys that are probably going to be moved, <laughs> okay? Devontae Adams? Devontae Adams? Who knows what's going to happen with him now? Although he makes, you know, I know, I understand the money and all that, whatever they work out. I'm just telling you. Devontae, not that Devin Carr's going to be gone. Devontae Adams probably is going to want out, okay? I don't know if that for sure. But there's already, there's, they're already talking about that, and DeAndre Hawkins basically wants out of Arizona, okay? But that's down the road. I'm just telling you, yeah. don't put it past Joe Shane to make a major impact move like that to get this kid a impact number one receiver. Anyway, but dude, Daniel Jones, this is what you look for, right? What's he going to do in the big moments? Well, I think Daniel Jones sees the moment, <laughs> you know? All right, Chris, hang on. Guys, we're going to be right back after this. You're listening to the Giant Insider Podcast. We're going to take a break and come right back. Hang on. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. And we're back. Hey, folks, you're listening to the Giant Insider Podcast, a playoff podcast with Chris Bizignano, Nobody Beats the Biz, and Jerry Foley. Uh, yeah, uh, dude, what else can you say about Jones? I mean, he's, he's taking the bull by the horns. He's, he's the, the, I love how much the players love him too, dude, right? It's so love nice him. to see. I mean, Saquon Barkley, like, these guys, these guys would jump in front of a gun for him. Like, they love yeah, well, him. It's, it's incredible. The, the, the 180 that has happened. With, I mean, they may have always liked him, but, I mean, this is just, this is very noticeable now. And, and you see. Jerry. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you, you just, we went from August to, hey, he's going to play it out and we'll see what happens with Daniel Jones to, oh, my God, we have to, we, this, is the, this is the franchise guy. This is our guy. We're going to go forward with him. And when he came off the field, I'm sure you saw the clip of it because you can't see it from the, the, you know, the press box, but the way Dable looked at him and smiled and hit him on the head. I mean, the mm-hmm. joke was, find someone to look at you the way Brian Dable looks at Daniel Jones because, you know, it, it's such a nice story, man. It really is. Yeah, Dable. Uh, uh, look. Jerry, Dable and Joe Shane were in the same boat that me and you were talking back in August. Let, all right, yeah. let's see what we got. Yeah. They didn't pick up his fifth-year option. They liked him, but they wanted to see. And I think I mentioned on the podcast, Joe Shane was basically giving Daniel Jones like four or five games. That was it. Yeah. To kind of like, let's see what we got here in these first four or five games. Yeah. So we were no different than Joe Shane and Brian Dable. They wanted to see what they had too, just like we talked about it. Well, guess what? They have now seen what they have. Yeah. This is why you play. Right. Okay? And you know what's the funny thing, dude, is that Daniel Jones doesn't get hurt last year. Joe Judge is still the head coach of this team. Because the offense wouldn't have been as bad. They, of course, they wouldn't have had a good, you know, good record, but the offense wouldn't have been as bad. And Joe Judge would have been back. Trust me in that. Okay? But it's weird how things work out. But here's Daniel playing every game this year. You see what he's doing. Joe Shane and Daniel Jones are going to work out a three- or four-year deal. And whatever money you know, he gets, you know, he's going to get. And... Uh, and Saquon Barkley, he loves Daniel Jones, bro. He he does Saquon doesn't want to go anywhere without Daniel. Don't let you know he's not up there just throwing blown smoke up people. Oh yeah, I love Daniel. I'm telling you, Saquon Barkley absolutely loves him. These guys love him. Um, when you see your quarterback taking hits, getting up, doing it again, fire. I say, well, when you see that, Jerry, you're like, oh man, 
this is our leader doing this. You know what I mean? Like, what what yeah. are you kidding me? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah. and and inspires a whole lot going, bro. And can we talk about my boy Landon Collins for one second? I love it. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so, you know, Landon is not Landon from years ago. Um, but I tell you what, he's a smart dude. And, and I, when he made that play yesterday, that was it. It was 14-3, game, as Pat Sherman would say, finito. Over. Okay, I don't care it was the second quarter. Yeah. Jerry, you ought to see the body language on the Colts after that <laughs> touchdown. It was so I'm sitting next to Madeline Burke, I'm sure a lot of Giants fans know she's on the post game. She does, she works for the Giants. I sit next to her during the game. And when Landon scored, I looked at Madeline. I said, Madeline, it's over. She, and she started yelling at me. What crystal jinx us? What do you why would you say that? It's, I said, Madeline, it's over. <laughs> over. <laughs> oh, don't do that. Uh. Okay. <laughs> the body language on the Colts. It was over, Jerry. Done. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. That's what a defensive touchdown will do for you early in the game, bro. Especially for a team that's thinking about the offseason. And then they get a field goal. And they're like, okay, you know, let's let's just try to spoil the Giants' part. And then the Giants score. And then Landon ends it. And they were like, okay, what time's the flight back? You could just see it, dude. Yeah. And then Kayvon destroys Nick Foles. And they had to go to the Kid Ellinger and all that stuff. I mean, but Landon told me in the locker room. I always got along with Landon. Landon was one of my favorite guys when, when he was with the Giants. He's a great dude. And so I go up to him and I'm breaking his chops. I'm like, yo, Slick. Because he, he had a real fancy outfit on, you know. So, you know, Landon dresses shop. So I go, yo, Slick, come here. You know, so he comes over and I'm like, tell me about the interception. Come on. You know, I said, I was breaking his chops going, another one of your lucky picks that you just ball fell in your hands. And, I'm, and he's like, and he laughs. He goes, I said, tell me about it. He goes, well, I'll tell you. He goes, I saw it all week on film. The way Pittman was running those routes, you know. I think it was Pittman. Yeah, I think it was Pittman. So I think I, so. He, I, he goes, when Pittman was running those routes, he goes, I could tell the way, you know, he ran it depth-wise when he ran those outs. This is what I mean about smart veterans, right, Jerry? Right. So he goes, as soon as I saw him run, I knew what he was going to do, how deep he was going to run the out. And I looked up at Nick. He goes, I looked up at Falls. And I saw him cocking the arm, and I said, "What? I'm gonna jump this shit." You know, that's what he said. You know, and he did. And this, you know, this is how smart you know Landon is. Look, he played 27 snaps. That's this is what they're gonna do with Landon. He's gonna get his 25 to 27 snaps. But how about that play by Landon? And then he's like, and I was like, and I joked around and I said, "I'm surprised, old man, that you didn't get tracked down from behind." You know, he goes, "There was nobody catching me in that one." Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. goes, "I was, I was not to be." Denied going yeah. back to the end zone. That was incredible. You know that. The, I mean, Jerry, the crowd. Did you hear that crowd? Oh, I was. That, it, man? I mean, you know, I mean, it, it wasn't lost on them who who did that. Right. As soon as it happened, right. it was there goes Landon Collins. I mean, you're like, I think you tweeted same way I felt. Like, what is this 2016? Like, that's what he looked like on that yeah. play. Yeah. So it was. You know that 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 was it. The game was. Yeah. I don't care how much time was left, Jerry. I, I don't agree. care how many quarters yeah. were left and all that crap. Yeah. It was. Over after completely, that. Completely relaxed as soon as that play. It was after that play was over. It was like, yeah, this game's yeah. over. Yep. The Colts were done. Their body yeah. language wasn't the same. Right. It was done. It was, it was over. I, I had no idea why they kicked the field goal on their first drive. They, the plays must have been like, what are we doing? And they called timeout to do it. They called timeout to kick a field goal. Yeah. So I joked around saying, oh, Thank Saturday you. must have got the call from Jim Irsay saying, yo, what are you doing? You know, it's going to touch. Let's kick field goal. We're going to get a better draft pick here. What are you, crazy? You know, and I said, I'm, you know, I'm like tongue in cheek. I'm like fooling, fooling around. But I, I would, when you see that in a 4-10-1, a 4th-1, I'm like, what is he doing? 
Like, what are we doing here? I'm like, okay, we'll take it. You know, we'll take it. You know? It's, yeah, it would have felt way worse if they went for it and converted and scored a touchdown there. Then it's then doubt starts creeping yeah, in. But once sure, they get the field goal, creeping like, in. All right, there goes your, you know, your, you had your lucky bomb. Then you it really, you could have gone for it. You kicked the field goal instead. We're in great shape here. I mean, yeah. <laughs> perfect. Thank hey, you. Hey, look, it wasn't, you know, Jerry, it wasn't like Saquon was running well, but big chunk yards. He really wasn't. But Daniel, right. Daniel was killing them. Killing them. Richie James from the slot was killing them. Yeah, hey, how about the how about the offensive line? Yeah, three three. No plus. sacks. Yeah, another another week with uh, no sacks. Evan Neal, no what? No, no. Another, what do you another mean? week. They've been giving up a ton of sacks. What do you mean? No, I think it's t- I think two weeks in. I don't think the, the Vikings never got to him either. I'm saying they played well two oh. weeks in a row. Oh, they didn't. I don't think the Vikings got to him. Okay. I don't think. Okay. Maybe I'm, I'm wrong. I'm mista- okay, I'm mistaken. That okay. But. I'm like, let me look that up, dude. I yeah, that I know, up. because now I, I'm going to feel like an idiot if I'm that off. Nah, nah, dude, it's a long season, bro. You can't remember every damn... No, the Vikings had three sacks, Jerry. <laughs> so there you I, have it. I thought I was losing my mind. Like, what do you, what do you, I, remember, I remember Daniel Hunter being in the backfield every damn play. Yes. Sorry. So, so Evan Neal, <laughs> hey, he tightened it up a little bit, right? Yeah. Quiddy pays no no joke up front. I know Nodake, Nodake was out. Nodake, 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 however you said it, was out. He's their best pass rusher. But they still got guys like DeForest Buckner up front. Yeah. They still got the Grover Stewart. They had the Quiddy Pays that could get to the quarterback. Yeah. You know? So they did a hell of a job for Evan Neal. I thought played a pretty pretty solid game, man. You know, and Andrew Thomas was Andrew Thomas, you know. And then Kafka saw with his own read and Daniel pulling it in and taking off. Great job by Daniel recognizing, you know, that he had it there. And uh, just unbelievable. Man. It's Look, when you don't have a running game going with your running backs and you got a quarterback that's running 90-plus, oh, my God. You know, so that's tough, tough to defend. You know, it seemed like for two or three years, Chris, we'd come on the podcast and, and, and we would ask, like, you know, why, why don't they use Daniel's legs more? I mean, is it as simple as Dable coming in here and just saying, why aren't, like, asking the same kind of question? Like, I can't believe they didn't run this kid more than they have. Um, I mean, you yeah, said it when he, was a, when he was a rookie. He comes in and he's like, you're like, dude, Daniel Jones can fly. He's blazing fast. I can't believe how fast this kid is. And then it seemed like it. we rarely saw You saw it sometimes, but you didn't see it as often as we'd like. I mean, is that just Dable coming in and Kafka saying we have to play to this kid's strengths? Well, Jerry, it's, it's week by week. You know, there's been games this year and we were like, man, I thought we were going to see Daniel run more. Remember? Yeah. It's what the defenses are doing. A lot of times defenses are taking that away. You know, yeah. they're not going to give Daniel. Look, the Colts just didn't take it away. The Colts never, the Colts never really adjusted what Daniel was doing. Yeah. And, you know, and they kept giving him those edges. And he... You know, being up in a press box, Jerry, there was two of those runs, and all you see was green field and, like, a huge space. And I'm like, wow, look at this. And Daniel just, he just yeah. you know, I mean, he just took off. Yeah. But it's a week by week. You know, look, if Kafka and Dable see that, they're not getting that. Or Daniel sees, you know, don't forget those zone reads. Daniel pulls it in or takes, or hands it off or pulls it in. If Daniel's not seeing it, you know, he's not going to run it. You know, so, yeah, yesterday they saw it. It worked. They kept using it. Daniel kept using it because they won't stop it. Yeah. You know, they won't stop it. You know, now next week, well, next week, I don't, Daniel's probably not even playing, but in the playoff game, say the Vikings or the 40, especially the 49ers with their active linebackers, you know, they're going to, they might sit out though, well, we're not going to, no way Daniel's going to be running 90 yards. You know, it's a different story. It's a week by week, you know, so it's, it's, it was there yesterday and they kept calling it. That's the option. And it worked, bro. And you cannot give Daniel Jerry those zone reads because you see how fast he is. He he'll kill you, man. He'll kill you. It's a, it's it's. 
The dude is fast, man, and he's big and strong. So you just said something. I was going to ask you this. Do you do you think he's going to sit his guys next week, Dable? Well, Jerry, I don't know. He didn't want to hint to us. Um, you know, he didn't really think about it yet. You know, um, I think it'll be suicide. Why would you play Daniel? You know, you can't sit everybody. So some guys are going to play. You can't sit everybody. It's only forty six on game day. You know, um, I think a lot of starters will be. There's no point playing a Leo Williams. You might even see a Dory sit another week to give him a rest now that they're in the playoffs. You know, I understand that one. That makes a you lot know, of sense. And, uh, and o- Ojolari only played, what, a few snaps yesterday? Ojolari. I, you know what's funny? I'm like, man, I thought he was out there. He played seven snaps. I thought he was out there way more than that yesterday. I was, like, I was I was relieved to see that because I thought he got hurt again because I hadn't seen him. I just thought, oh, no, is he hurt again? Yeah. So. Um, now, you know, we'll see. Look, this is the first time, you know, first time we're dealing with Brian Dable in this situation. First year head coach. We'll see how he plays it. I just don't see. I mean, why would you play Daniel? Saquon Barkley? Why would you play Saquon Barkley? You know, you're playing a week later. The game means nothing, you know? So I, I, I don't expect guys like that to play, dude. Uh, I really don't. I think you're going to see, like, you know, the uh, Tamon Foxes and, God, you know, and Jihad Ward. You know, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't expect to see. A lot of guys, man, because you're playing a week later. Why take? There's absolutely no reason to take the chance, especially with Daniel. You know, yeah, no. it's going to be interesting and to see what. And they now decide. the Eagles are playing for something. Now they're playing for something. You know, you, you know, Philly can drop down to the five. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I mean, if the Giants a, go in there, insane. and look, you know, it's a funny thing, Jerry. If the Giants go in there next week, like, say, I, I fully expect Jalen Hurts to play, right? Yeah. But say he gets, you know, say he gets hurt in the first quarter. Say the Giants, uh, he bangs up that shoulder or something, right? Now they got to bring Minshew in, who looked like crap yesterday, right? Now they got to bring yeah. Minshew in. Dude, you never know. I mean, you never know. I mean, look, the Giants are going to be playing hard. Don't get me wrong. They're probably right. not going to play a lot of guys. But they're not going to just go in there and go, okay, let's get out. Look, they're like nothing better than to spoil Philly a little bit, too. Trust me when I'm telling you. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. I love it. And like you said, they could go from from number one C, which was look like it was it was a Absolute conclusion. Yeah. To five. You know, after yeah. that loss yesterday. So but you have to be smart too. I mean, I don't expect Daniel to play, dude. But I can't I don't know for sure until Dable says it because hey, this is the first time we're dealing with Dable, the first time he's experiencing this, you know, where he's gonna he's playing a use uh, a meaning a meaningless game. So we'll see how he attacks it. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I, I just I it, it's funny all the the different scenarios next week, right? Like the yeah. the Packers win, they're in, but you know all the different. It's it's still a lot of moving parts. It's just the Giants are locked at six. Yeah. They're playing the Forty ers or they're playing the Vikings right now. It's the Vikings, which is what we always is what we've been wanting. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, the Eagles can go from one to five if ca- the Cowboys beat the uh, <laughs> Tutty Tutty the captain Captain Tutty whatever <laughs> Washington's new mascot is whatever his stupid name is. But yeah, anyway. <laughs> Um, amazing. It's amazing, man. Yeah, it really, it really is. It, it, but, you know, tw- but Jerry, you know, halftime, you could just sense it was over. Yeah. Giants ran, you know, even the fourth quarter, Matt Breida eating up a lot of clock. Would run, jump great. guards. Yeah. The Colts defense, the Colts defense was like, just like, could we get, could we go home? What time's yeah. the flight? I just want, they just wanted to get the hell out of there. Yeah. You know, um, Daniel did what he had to do. The defense, I don't think we were really worried about Nick Foles, right? Dude, deep down. No, we really no, we weren't. I don't yeah. think we were really worried about Nick Foles. 
And isn't it amazing, Chris, that that you don't worry about that stuff anymore. And a year or two ago, you would have been like, oh, of course, this guy's going to kill us. But it's it's a different (laughs) feel now with Dable, right? Like you said, you know, that 61-yard field goal that happened last week, that's that shit's going to stop soon. And I just felt (laughs) like if if it's Nick Foles against Pat Shermer or Joe Judge, I'm like, he's going to throw for 300 yards and ruin our season. I just had I did not feel that way at all. It was like, no, this is not the this isn't the Nick Foles of of 2017. Okay, we don't have that bad juju anymore. Um, But it was again. Something I haven't felt in a while. But yeah, it's never felt like this game. This you felt like this game was in control pretty much from the outset. Yeah, you know, Lawrence Taylor's there. He's ringing the bell. Yeah, it's fifty-five and sunny, Jerry. Yeah, it was festive mood. I, it, I was just like, there is no way they're losing. I mean, there is no way they're losing this game. The only only damn thing I lost yesterday was a bet to Lawrence Tynes. Now I got now I owe him a round of golf. It's an expensive, you know, which, expensive which, loss. Which, of yeah. course, he texts me, I tried to tell you, dude. Uh, okay, thanks, Lawrence. You know, this and that. But, you know. Uh, but I did, you know, I did say I'd be happy to lose. You know, I'd be happy to lose if the Giants did score, um, you know, 27 and they wound up, you know, 38. You know, so. Com- comical that they hadn't scored 30 in so long and they almost yeah. rocketed to 40 yesterday. Uh, amazing. Amazing. So, yeah. uh uh, which you know, in the first quarter, I was saying to myself, ah, you know, seven three. You know, I said, I'm probably gonna still gonna win this. But and then when they made it, when Landon scored that touchdown, I was like, oh, I'm losing this bet. I could just yeah. see it now. I'm losing this yeah. bet. So I knew it was over. So, uh, but I was, like I said, that was a bet I, I very happily lost. You know, I have no problem losing that one. So um, that's it. So next week, you know, it's a meaningless, meaningless game. We'll see what Dable does as far as personnel wise. Yeah. Um, the Eagles now need that game, so they'll be going all out. You know they wanted they want that week off, be that number one seed and all that stuff. So it's, I got to be honest with you, dude. I love that they need that game. I love it. Love it. It's, it's comical. That I, I it's love am- it. Jerry, a couple of weeks ago, you know, if I would have said I put it on Twitter yesterday, a couple of weeks ago, if I would have said the Giants are playing a meaningless game and the Eagles are not. They they're playing for the, everything. I mean, you would have been like Chris. What are you losing your mind? You know yeah. what I mean? So you yeah. know, I mean, it's yeah. it's it's a it's the way this league is, bro. It's amazing. It's yeah. especially this year. It's crazy. Just a crazy year, man. Yeah. Just a crazy year. So it's a great um, one. <laughs> yeah, so they'll take you know, they're playing in two weeks and we'll see what happens as far as, you know, um who they play. Yeah. Uh I'm talking about, you know, in the playoffs and obviously yeah. who they play against the Eagles next week. Yep. All right. Um anything anything else we want to cover? Uh, just real quick on special teams. Um that's the that's the only thing that alarmed me a little. And I'll I'll say this. Sure. It's been alarming all uh, year. Because if I'm an opponent, I would be tempted to bring out every kick as long as I can catch it in the end zone, as long as Gano didn't mm-hmm. blast it past, because I just feel like you're going to get past the 25. Um, and if I'm an opponent, I'm kicking it short because I don't think our guys can get to the 25. That's that's the one thing. I mean, as good as Gano has been and he's Mr. Automatic, uh, it, it's our it's our return team and it's our, our kickoff coverage team that mm-hmm. st- still scares the hell out of me. Like if I'm... You should. And, and yesterday the Colts were doing it because I think the season's over and they're just like, ah, let me bring this out and see what I can do. But they got past the 25 every time they did that. Like there was never once, I don't think there was one play where they were tackled before the 20. Um, but that's, it's still a concern, man. You know, and the better teams in the playoffs are, are going to, I just hope they don't make them pay for that. That's all. Jerry, I don't, I don't think it was, uh, you know, I don't think the Colts were like, ah, oh, you know what? It's the end of the year. Let's just take it out. No, I think they looked at the Giants on yeah. film and said, hey, listen, if he does, if it's not eight yards deep, if it's yeah. five yards or less, because they did that a few times yesterday, it was like four or five yards deep, and he yeah. came out. Yep. So to me, that what it said to me was like, well, they 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 could get out past the thirty because the Giants don't cover well in kickoff returns. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. And it, a couple of times they got out. A couple of times they got out to 28, 35, whatever. I could actually look it up if I had it, but you know, I see 30, I see, you know, 33 yeah. here, you know. Right. Right. So Every there time. was a couple of times there was a couple of times you know they came out. So uh, I don't, that was not just a coincidence. They look at the Giants coverage team like, okay, we could get you know, we could come out and do some damage on these guys. Get out past the 25, you know, and yeah. then some. Which they yep. did a few times. Yeah. Definitely a concern, dude. You don't want to, you know, you, you can't have a special team give it up Huge plays or, go, or a touchdown or a block field, a block punt, a field. Can't have that in the playoffs, man, especially in the playoffs, you know, so. It's nice to just to worry about things now, though, right? Like we're worried about special yeah. teams rather than just who's our quarterback. It's smaller, smaller issues, but still things you want to bring up. And, uh, but that's something. And, Jerry, you know, four or five in the red zone yesterday. Yeah. Four or five, dude. Mm. I mean, they went to the game eighth in the league in red zone offense. That might go up to seven now. We'll see when the numbers come out after Buffalo's game tonight. Dude, that's remarkable, bro. This this team, red zone, this this offense is red zone. Uh, the red zone offense, I should say, the last, how long, Jerry? I mean, it's been horrific. It's been Even a joke. Even under Coughlin, he had to call it the oh, green yeah. zone to make him feel better about it. It was a right? joke. Yeah, the green zone. The green he zone. It. He changed names, you know, this and that. I mean, what Mike Kafka and Dable... What they've done, and, and, and dude, I was telling Jerry, I was telling you back in training camp, dude, watch this red zone offense. It's gonna be a totally. Remember, I was telling you, it's gonna yes. be totally different, bro. Yeah, it's gonna be improved. And now, right. did I think it was gonna be in the top ten? No, I'm not gonna. You know, I'm not gonna be some jackass to sit here and go and go. Oh yeah, I knew that, Jerry. It's gonna be a top eight. Oh, you know, that try to act like Johnny Cool. You know what I mean? No, but I told you, dude, it's gonna be improved. Yeah, it's gonna be improved. Well, dude, what they have done. It's, it's remarkable with this personnel, the way they're getting in the end zone at four or five yesterday. You know, and, and technically the last one was a giveaway, right? It was they went four on four, right? It was yeah. really four or four because the last one was just all right, run it again. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we want to run it down there, <laughs> right? Throat. You know, so. it's just you know, it's it's, it's incredible about Kafka and Dable, what they what they have done done in uh, red zone offense this year, man. It's one of look keeping them out of the end zone third down and be like. They held the Colts like three to twelve yesterday on third down. Yeah, and and then and then converting red zone, you know, to get some touchdowns. That's what wins games, bro. And not yeah. turning the ball. Over. That's what wins games, man. So that makes up a lot of deficiencies personnel wise when you're good in those categories. And you've seen that all year when the Giants have won games. It's the, it's the main reason they're nine six and one. They they the fewest amount of turnovers in the league. You know. Um, red zone defense, third down defense, red zone offense. Incredible, you know? One more question. Do you think this gets Dable coach of the year? Man, I, I, I tell you, dude, I, I, I think he's going to get a lot of votes, Jerry. Yeah. I think he's going to get a lot of votes, man. I mean, I mean who, who will – I mean, Kevin O'Connell, Minnesota, I guess he'll be up for it. You know, Dave. Siri- Sirianni will. But they but. were in the playoffs last year. Oh, I agree. I know. But I'm saying they'll, they'll, they'll get voted. I, I, yeah. I, see, I wouldn't vote for Sirianni. They came back with a really good team. Um, You know, they made the playoffs last year. Yeah. If they Look, if, if Sirianni was 5-12 uh, last year, I, yeah, I would get. But no, nah, they were in the playoffs last year. So I, I'm just talking about me, Jerry. I yeah, wouldn't yeah, vote yeah, for yeah, them. You know, I'm trying to think of some other teams um, through my head, you know, quickly. Um, Mc- Robert Sal. Oh, no, I'm only kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, Dable, yeah, I mean. What with, a turn of and, events. <laughs> and, dude, because, you know, these voters, 
Yeah. Have to look at the personnel the Giants have right. and say, how do we not give it to Dable? You know? Right. Yep. So uh, I would vote for him, dude. I'm not, you know, I'm not being biased, you know. I- I'm just telling you the way it is. I would vote for him because it's remarkable. And it's, you know, it's not like they're even going to be nine and eight or eight and nine and get that seventh seed. And so they're nine, six, and one in a six seed. So I would right. vote for him. Yeah, agree. All right, buddy. Anything else? No, that's it, man. So um, I'm glad everybody enjoyed yesterday. Uh, you just had that feeling that it was going to be a party day, bro. You know, you just had that feeling, right, Jerry? You just It was just like, they ain't losing this game. This is going to be, you know. Yeah. Uh, they're going to win this game and let the celebration begin. <laughs> Gatorade bath for Dable. Uh, Jihad Ward blasted him with the Gatorade bucket. And Love. And your boy Love. Yep. Lo- Love was up in there. Did you like the way? Did you like the way Love jumped in on Michael Pittman too in the game? He was like getting right up in his face. Yes, I was yes. like, so I saw Love jump up, and Pitt, Pittman was not. He was annoyed with something Pittman. You know, he stuck his hand out, whatever. He and pushed McLeod right, right in his face. Yeah, it, yeah, and he, right. Love jumped right in there. And all yeah. I said was, "Wow, look at Nick McLeod and look at Julian and look at." I said, "That's the USC Notre Dame coming out right there, <laughs> right? That's the first thing that popped my head. Yeah. You could just see it. Ah, okay, USC, Get, go back to the sideline. You could, you could just." Nice. Just see it. That's that hatred coming out, man. And yeah. Nick McLeod. Uh, I can't wait to see Nick this week in the locker. I'm going to ask you, dude, what was that? That was the USC Notre Dame stuff coming out, wasn't it? You know? <laughs> nice. Good stuff. You know? So, uh, yeah. No, dude, it's just a great day all around. No, no question about it. Back in the playoffs. First time since 2016, man. Nobody expected this. Nobody expected this. No. Um, and uh, Brian Dable, kudos to the whole coaching staff, man. Yeah. Unbelievable R- job. Ridiculous. Incredible. And kudos to Daniel Jones, man, who, look, it really annoyed him, dude. Don't let him fool you. They, they didn't pick up his 50-year option. He was really irked by that. He was upset by that. Okay? Daniel will never admit it. Daniel will never admit anything like that. He was he was not happy with that. Okay? And he had a little chip on his shoulder, too, dude. Trust me what I'm telling you. Yeah, a little chip on his shoulder. Like, you know, um, so it was kudos to him because this kid is... Even from us, bro. You know, we're not, we're, you know, we're not innocent in this. We've ripped the kid apart numerous times. Oh, my God. Question whether or not. Question he could be the Giants quarterback. Yeah. Question going into this season. Yep. Um, the media, the fans, he knows what's going on. And just to stick with it, you know, and then doing, you know, and then you get a guy like Dable and Kafka coming in there and, and forming game plans around what he could do and with no weapon. And then he loses Shep. He loses Wandale. Kenny Gallaudet is a non-factor. Slayton yeah. doesn't really come on until game five or six, whatever, right? So, amazing, bro. And no amazing. real... Look, Bellinger's a nice little tight end, but, you know, he's not... He's not Travis Kelsey. You know, he's not George Kittle. He's not running seams, 30-yard seams. You know what I mean? Okay, watch this, you know? I mean, you know, so, amazing. To me, I, I love Bellinger, dude. I love the story, but to me, he's a very solid two or 1A. Mm-hmm. I think you could still upgrade there. No offense to Bellinger, but I just think... Yeah. You could go for that, that guy yeah. who's going to be a little more explosive. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. Listen, he's going to be a two when Michael Mayer is here. We all know that. Right, right. <laughs> we'll, end on, we'll end on a high note, dude. Uh, There's no way we can end up on a low note today, bro. <laughs> no, I mean, this is, uh, oh, my God. I mean, I, you know, the, 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 I'm so happy for everybody, man. I'm happy for, for the organization, the fans, everyone. This is incredible. Um, it's such a good feeling and, and you know, to, that we're back. It, it's, it's, this is a, a lot of fun right now. I'm just trying to enjoy it uh, as long as it's going to go. So, all right, guys. 
We are going to print a digital copy this week, uh, not the final wrap-up, because after all, we're in the playoffs. So it'll be a digital version. <laughs> Imagine what you just said, dude. <laughs> I know. Like, like Chris and I had predicted since July. Oh, no the, question. We predicted it. Yeah. <laughs> we're in the playoffs. So it's going to be like an eight or ten pager uh, that if you'd subscribe and you get it digitally, you'll, you'll get that copy on Monday, I believe, Monday night. This Monday night. So, But to order a uh, subscription to The Giant Insider, go to www.thegiantinsider.com and go to Magster for that digital subscription. That's M-A-G-Z-T-E-R. All right, guys, we are in the playoffs. We're doing playoff podcasts now, baby. Sundays are giant days. Take care, everyone. Enjoy. Happy New Year, too.